Al, it's New Year's Eve. Well. The final day of the year. Yes, it is. And what better way to cap off the final day of the year than to talk about the best games of the year? I think that's a solid plan. I think that's a solid plan. Al, I mean, you got time still to check your list again if you really want to. I will fight you. (laughs) Straight up. Do you want to go? There's still time. There's still time. You got a couple more minutes left before we get into things. Do you want to go? Are you sure you don't want to switch around like number five and four? And five and four aren't the problem. Do you want to switch around to number two and three? That's a problem. No. Good goofs. Good goofs. Anyways, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of Season Language Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Allen Ladium. Hello, hello. This is episode number 314, and it is the 2022 game of the year. Banana. The eighth annual version of them. Wow. 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 It's a lot of games of the year. Mm-hmm. We got our general stuff here. If you've been here before, you know the drill. We give out some supplemental awards first. We give out the next inductee into the Seasonal Amy Checkup Hall of Fame. Yeah, we and do. And then we dive into our lists. Yep. There is a change, top. though, this year. There is a change this year. I did a top 10. It's very surprising. It's very surprising. I have I've have driven myself crazy doing this list this year and at one point i was just like you know what What if i just make it 10 why not why not just make it 10 <laughs> at the very last minute i yep. was like oh, let me just do more work for myself <sighs> uh so instead of our normal like jared does three and then i hop in we will actually have 10 to to go back and forth with this time we will wow very surprising but wow. that's that's the way it's gonna be this year that's that's the way you know 2022 has been Pretty pretty good to me so far. So, you know, let, let's just be good to 2022 by giving it three extra games. And zoomed on by. Yeah. God, it was speedy. This year's flown by. It, it feels like I just moved out here. But yes, it is time to celebrate the 2022 best games of the year. And also some other games that we decide, hey, let's give them awards and some just weird stuff as well. Because that's just what we do here. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Some fun times to be had. Let's dive into these supplemental awards. Al, what do you want to begin with? Um, I mean, the first one on my list is best moment. That's also the one on mine. Well, let's go with best moment then. What a surprise. Al, what was your best moment of 2022? Uh, the grand finale from I, the Sony Files Nirvana Initiative. Yeah, that tracks. Yep. <laughs> uh, that song's been stuck in my head since the game came out, and that entire thing is just a blast to watch. I I watch mm-hmm. it all the time. I, I guess it's also a good moment to say, hey, there's probably going to be spoilers in this episode for games that we have played. So if we talk about a game and you haven't played it and you want to play it, you should probably skip past that part of the podcast. Probably. Because that's a good idea. Because that's a, that a good moment. It's a very good moment. It was, you know, uh, a nice callback to the the previous game. Um, I personally like this song better than um, uh, In- Invincible something Arrow, Rainbow Arrow. That sounds right. Um, I like this one a lot better than that, and I just thought that the the sequence was really fun this mm-hmm. time too. Um, I mean, not that it wasn't last time. Anyway, the point is, these are really fun. I like watching characters 
go through like intense, dramatic craziness and then like do a dance number afterwards. It's great. It's very dumb and good. It's very dumb and good and I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, my best moment of the year is kind of a lot of moments, to be honest. Okay. But uh, my best moment of 2022 is any weird, wild, and bizarre mashup of properties you get in Fortnite. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Just because of just the dumb stuff you can get. Like, just playing with friends, you'll get, like, a cavalcade of bizarre characters. Like, oh, here's John Cena, Vegeta, and Naruto hanging out together, and... Vegeta's hitting the gritty and Naruto's doing Gangnam style. John Cena's over there flying around on like a Star Wars pod thing or something. <laughs> it's the dumbest stuff, but it just brings me so much joy and it's fun. It is pretty fun. It's so stupid. <laughs> um, There have been many times that we've, many times being like, you know, the three or sometimes that we played this game. And I'm just like, oh my God, what is happening here? I, I really, still, it's really fun. I still think the best uh, description of Fortnite is just like it's a big toy box. It's just like yeah. you have a when you're a kid, you have that big toy box of stuff that you know you just filled it up with all sorts of stuff you have, mm-hmm. and you just pull all that stuff out and you do whatever you want with it. And that's kind of just this game. <laughs> no, that makes sense. That makes total sense. That's just the way it is. Um, but yeah, that's my best moment, I guess, or moments. But I dig is, it. That is the best moment of 2022 for me. What do we want to do next? Um, my next one is best old game. All right, we'll go with best old game. Okay. What is your best I'll, old game? My okay, so technically this is not a full game, but okay, best old game, Resident Evil Seven Biohazard. Nice. The end of Zoe DLC. The end of Zoe DLC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got I wanted to throw you off there for a second, and be like, wait a minute. No, I knew <laughs> wait where, a minute. I knew where you were going with that. I knew you wouldn't say seven straight up. No, uh, that DLC was so good. It ruled. It ruled. And just, I think it really was. It was really held because of just how not good these the entirety of Seven was, and then the the Chris DLC was that we were just like, man, we hope I hope there's something in this last DLC that's something, and then we get to this, and it's just like, oh my god, this you get we're just punching we people, we're doing wrestling moves, it's just over the top ridiculous. It is Resident Evil, Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. It was like, man, the series is back, baby. Yep. <laughs> yep. This is a f- real fun time. It was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, keeping with the same theme. Okay. My best old game is Resident Evil Village. That, that yeah tracks. I almost put that up there as well. Um, it was a strong contender. It was a strong contender. I, I finally got to play through it myself this year. Um, because of the the DLC pack, mm-hmm. and it's some Resident Evil. Resident Evil and it's great. Sure is. It's so great. Like it's stupid. You fight a man who is a tank. You fight a baby with jiggle physics, or you don't really fight it. You you just move around it. <laughs> you run away from it. You run. You get terrified and run away from it. If you're me, um, there's a, or if you're me, you just juke it and you're like, see you later. The, yeah. Um, I got I got completely blocked by a dump truck on a giant vampire lady. <laughs> Like, this is what I oh. wanted for our new Resident Evil, and it, man, it delivered. It delivered real, real, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's my best old game. I, I can agree not, with you on that it's one. It's not super old, but I think it counts. I mean, I put a, a 
previous year's game last year. Yeah. For my best old game. So I think it counts. I, I did not, too. It didn't come out this year, so. Yep. I did too last year. All right. What do we want to do next? Um, my next one is best surprise. Okay. Well, I don't have best surprise, so I'll pick something else. Okay. But you tell us what your best surprise is. Um, My best surprise was uh, Stranger Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Fair. Um, Because all we saw of this game really before launch was like the memory of it. Mm-hmm. Um, which like that part of it's great. I do really appreciate that Jack multiple times is like, yo, like I don't give a shit what you're trying to tell me right now. All I care about is chaos. So like what we doing? Let's just go. Um, but like the game itself is actually really, really good. And I enjoyed the characters and the story, even though like, you know, you have weird jump cuts halfway through that's like, all right, well, cool. I guess we're a team now. Yeah. Um, but like this game was really good and I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Yeah. Especially cause like you'd played the, like the beta demos. That yeah. They put yeah. Out. Yeah. And I don't know if like he really came away from them thinking like, oh man, this is this is going to be a fun game that I'm going to enjoy next year. No, no, that's I was just like, oh okay, this sure does exist. Um, but like the actual game itself, I'm like, this is surprisingly very good. And for a very very long time this year, it was in the number one slot of my game of the year <laughs> for wild. a very long time. Um, very it got wild. it got knocked off that throne, but um, it was a good game it was a fun time yeah it was a fun time uh well i have an award that i think complements that one okay and that is of course best slim biscuit song that represents jack final fantasy yes <laughs> uh, and we're gonna go with an unreleased limp biscuit song <laughs> of course that being crack addict <laughs> because jack final fantasy is a crack addict that's right he's a crack addict you heard me. He's a crack addict. He's addicted to crack and skulls when punks start static. I mean, crack is chaos, right? I would like to tell you that the outro of the song says the following. Okay. I don't give a f who talks that f your fake all talk and no action. Yes, okay. That's a very Jack Final Fantasy line. That's that's exactly what I was saying earlier. He was just like, I do not care. Like, I know you're trying to monologue at me. I don't care at all so mm -hmm. yes that line is perfect for him it's really good and dumb it's really good uh, all right what's our next award we're giving out here um i have biggest disappointment okay i'll also go with my most disappointing game i think you're gonna be surprised by this one okay you're not gonna be surprised by mine well no because i already guessed it and i i know about it <laughs> what's yours so I don't really feel like I played a lot of games this year that like I was like, oh man, this was a disappointing game. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take this in a little bit of a different direction. Okay. Uh, my most disappointing, I guess, game thing this year, Love Live School Idol Festival All-Stars Season 3. Oh yeah, that's fair. Because, you know, we came off those first two seasons, like the first season's real good, second season's real good. And then the third season's just kind of there. Milk, milk toast. Just not a whole lot happening. Like the like there's not any like really drama from like the first two seasons that were in there, which we really it would have been hard to do, let's be real. Yeah. But just like it's just a whole lot of nothing really happening in there and it's like it's a real big come down from those first two seasons which were real fun and real good. 
Uh, it, just... it, they played it way too safe after the backlash mm-hmm. that they got. Yeah. That's I really what it agree. is. Yeah. It was just a real big bummer coming off of that of those first two seasons that you're just like, uh, this isn't I agree what I you. wanted. <laughs> I agree with you entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that is super fair. Yeah. All right. Tell me about Pio Fiore Episodio, whatever year it is, nineteen twenty six, and why it was the most disappointing game for Al this year. Man, I was so let down by this game. I was really, really excited about it. I got like the the collector's edition of it, and I'm like, all right, this game was stupid last time. Like, you got to boink for the body of Jesus Christ. Um, like it was insanely dark, and there was one route where like no matter what you did, you basically died. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I I played this one. I'm like, oh, oh, this is not good. Like, it's, some of them just retread the same ground, but, like, do it worse. Um, And it's just, like, boring. I think the only really interesting thing about this this game at all um, was the part where Nicholas starts talking about his time of World War One, and, like, you get this whole thing about him, like, trying to get personal effects off of the bodies and take them back to his family, but then he ran out of room and he had to stop because so many people were dying around him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, th- when that's the best part of your Atome game, that's a problem. <laughs> that's not great. That's not great. Um, Like, they, they, it was strange that there was so much, like, mentions of Mussolini and fascism and you know some some guy in Germany which I was like 1926 I don't think that's quite where we're gonna go with that but um it was it was just like the you tried sticker (laughs) because it just wasn't good it wasn't it wasn't it, it it took a lot for me to actually finish it which is bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially because the first one is like in my top ten at Tome. It was really, really good. And this one ain't. No, it's not good. It was really, really, really big letdown. Yeah. Real big bummer on that front. Mm-hmm. All right. What are we what are we heading to next? I have Best Jared and Al Coa. <gasps> All righty, here we go. Al, what is your best Jared and Al co-op of the year? Uh, second time this is going to show up uh, this this time. Um, I have Fishing and Fortnite. <laughs> That's okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> I didn't consider that, honestly. But that's a real good one. It was so funny. <laughs> that's pretty good. Um. I, I loved when you told me originally, like, oh, you could just fish in Fortnite and, like, I'll protect you. I'm like, oh, man, that sounds like it's going to be really boring for you. But then we <laughs> played it and we did that stream and it was just a blast. It was so mm-hmm. fun. I don't know if you had as much fun as I did. It was um, it was very funny just to watch you, like, be off on your own fishing while I was off doing other stuff and, like, shooting <laughs> people. And you're just like, la, 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 fishing, fishing, fishing. <laughs> Trying to still fish while people were like shooting at you and everything. It was very good and dumb. <laughs> it was such a fun time. And I appreciate that you took the time to like 
be my my protector so that I can fish as as sultry Indiana Jones um in mm-hmm. in in the Fortnite. Yeah, that was that was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you it was funny, so I had to stick with it. Yeah, I I can completely understand why. Uh, what you got? My best Jared and Al co-op game of the year, which technically is not a co-op game. Okay. But it's a game we played, mm-hmm. and you kind of led me through it, so I feel like that's cooperative in a way. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of stretch the 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 meaning of that in, in a little bit. Uh, Shenmue. Oh, nice! You I didn't expect that. Playing forklifts, playing forklifts, driving forklifts, where mm-hmm. the sailors are, fighting a lot, and then walking around the town a lot, just wasting time while we wait for events to pop up. <laughs> giving giving the cat what was it tofu instead of the fish. Yeah, and then also feed, drinking, making to drink a lot of milk. Oh God, that cat's gonna have so doing many a ton of gotcha. Bad poops. Uh, yeah, saying was, I see a lot. I see. I see. Talking to Tom, the hot dog man. That was so fun. It was. A, it was a fun time. Like it's very like that game in, in itself is kind of like we talked about this when we did the episode about it. But like you know, there's a lot of you can see the 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 groundwork for games like you know the Yakuza series and other stuff like that in this series in particular, and just like. Even though we were kind of like brute forcing our way through it and just kind of doing like the most straightforward way to do it, like it's still, mm-hmm. it was kind of like a chill thing to do, just hang out and chit chat while we waited to do stuff and all that sort of stuff. It was Racing fun. around on forklifts, doing our job. <laughs> yeah. It was just a good time. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to get back into the second one at some point. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that was a really, really good time. And that was my first time really experiencing that game. Like I knew about it because basically the internet. Yeah. Um, but it it's completely different when you when you get to experience it and you know, you, you get to hang up the phone and say that you're gonna handle it yourself. You don't need the police. <laughs> that part's so good. So good. <laughs> oh man amazing all right what do we got next um i have a tome game of 2022 that that i didn't hate all right (laughs) very specific very specific do you want me to go ahead with it yes please go ahead um we have not talked about this game yet um because i just beat it very recently um we've had a lot of other stuff on our plate (laughs) yeah december has been packed um and it is called lover pretend you know, with uh, Tomei titles, they're always really silly. Yes. Um, and you're basically this um, this gal who is uh, trying to be a screenwriter who's following the, the footsteps of her mother to try and figure out who her dad is and ends up um, working on a new film that's coming out. And, of course, you end up dating, like, the the, the dudes around you, like, the, the hair and makeup artist, uh, the main actor, the director's son um a model who's decided he's going to switch into um acting we don't talk about the last route that one doesn't exist <laughs> we don't we don't talk about that we might talk about this eventually down the road on the podcast but um it was just like a a chill fun time and i really liked all the characters in it mm-hmm. um legitimately has one of my favorite dateables in an atome that i've ever met which is wild. Saying something. 
Yeah, yeah, he's like a socially awkward, like, otaku nerd, and I'm like, I love you. You wear stupid pants, but you're great. Um, but I had a really good time playing this game. And it, it didn't, like, well, it didn't make me as mad as some of the other Otome games that I've played this year. Um, yeah, like I said, that, that's true. The last route doesn't exist, but, um, like, everything else about it was, was really great. I'm happy for you. Me too. Which All one are you right. going to match up with the Tome game? Best anime game. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to give that to Hollow Cure. Oh, nice. Which is a fan game about mm -hmm. VTubers. And essentially it's it's a parody of like, you know, Vampire Survivors and those kind of games that ilk, but just replace all of the gothicness of that with some VTubers going around with a bunch of references from, you know, the Hollow Live production crew in general and like, you know, some fan stuff here or there. And it just it's a really fun game to play. Like it plays really well for a fan game. Like it's tuned pretty well as well. As well as well. Um there's <laughs> quite a bit of characters that they've put into it so far. Like, you know, there's still a lot that they have to get to and everything, but like all of the characters have like, you know, pretty different play styles and everything. So you can have like just different ways to play the game, even though like you are technically playing the same game over and over and over again. Just the play styles change depending on which character you choose and all that sort of stuff. And it was kind of my first experience with one of those kinds of games, especially mm -hmm. this year, considering they all kind of just blew up after Vampire Survivors came out. Right. Um, and it's had a really fun time with it. It was just, it was the right kind of, it has the right kind of fan service for it while also being a pretty fun playing game as well, which I think is I really a need hard to line it. to, to balance at times. Yeah. You, you should probably play it as well. Yeah. Cause I, I tend to like, um, like bullet helly type games. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think I would enjoy this. Yes. All right. What is your final supplemental award? I actually have two more awards. Two more? Wow. You're way ahead of me. Sorry. How dare. That's fine. Um, the next one I have on my list is best game that I fished in this year. Okay. Um, and this is going to be short. Uh, it's Resident Evil 4. I'm just glad that I made it work. <laughs> um, because that was stupid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, it was so hard to see, and I didn't know if it was actually going to be feasible. Like, I, I knew it was a thing, but I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to work. Um, but it totally did. And so, um, it's just stupid and it's funny. And that's why I put it on this list. That makes, that makes a ton of sense. Is it fishing? Yeah. 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 Are you catching fish? Yes. Is it yes. fishing? Yes. Yes. <laughs> There you go. Harpoons. Harpoons all over the place. Mm-hmm. Kind of overkill. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. It's just stupid. I love it. Well, I'm going to give out my final supplemental award. Okay. And that is Best Gran Turismo 7 Livery That I Made. Mm-hmm. I made quite a few of those this year, which they made it pretty easy to do in the game itself to kind of, like, make stuff, because you can just put, like, download stamps, quote-unquote, which is just, like, you know, images of stuff and just place them on cars and all that sort of stuff and you can make your own designs and it, it's very easy to to do stuff like that and i think it's real neat that you're able to kind of do that even with like no graphical design understanding really <laughs> um, so i made quite a few liveries in that game i made a yoshiko one i made arena one i made an aqua one 
I made a Shiriko one. I made a Dude Bro U one. <laughs> and I made, I think, like two Corone ones. Mm-hmm. However, I think the one I like the most is the Aqua one I made for the uh, the Honda 2016 NSX Concept GT car. Um, and I think as well as just like that car, I really love driving it. It just like has the right amount of like balance in terms of like handling and speed. It's just a f- it's so fun to drive. And I like just like the the dumb little goofy parts I put on that car. Just like here's the missing poster from the movie. Here's Shiitake. Here's a little ruby being scared or something like that here's <laughs> here's yoshiko putting rico in a in a headlock <laughs> just dumb fun things like that and just has all the gals on there and it's just it's a fun thing i like it nice so nice. there you go all right what is your final supplemental award of the year all right we'll we'll match this up with our uh our our final one with both of us um my my next one is best re-release slash remaster slash remake. And um I even put on my write-up, like I know everyone and their mother is gonna be surprised that I didn't put Crisis Core here. But I did not put Crisis Core here. What I did put is Live Alive. Interesting. Um because it's actually really, really amazing that this game came out. 30 years later here yeah at all <laughs> at all like they they really did some great work with the the art um i do like there were like a, a little nods to the original art like the um the prehistoric era the little thought bubble sprites mm-hmm. are from the yeah, original yeah, yeah. game um megalomania goes hard yeah it does it goes hard um and while i had some uh some like problems with it uh i just thought it was a really really big deal that this came out at all and yeah it was really really fun mm-hmm. so that's it it's not crisis core believe it or not it's shocking i know all right well it is now time to induct a new game into the seasonal amateur check of hall of fame Nice. Uh, as you know, previous games that have been inducted into the 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 most prestigious hall of all video games mm-hmm. include Final Fantasy Mystic Quest and Final Fantasy X-2. Mm-hmm. And now we had a third game to the the hallowed halls, and it is a not Final Fantasy game this time. It's not Final Fantasy. It is a game though from another storied franchise. Mm-hmm. The 2022 Seasonal Anime Checkup Hall of Fame inductee, Resident Evil 6. Round of applause, everyone. Everybody, well round of deserved. Applause. Well, well deserved. deserved. What a game. Anybody who says this game is, is bad is wrong because yes. this game rules. This game is very dumb. It's very dumb. It's really fun <laughs> if you play it with somebody. Yeah. And I think that's part of it is that, like, Playing it with somebody makes a difference. We we have played this game multiple times, and I think every time we have a blast doing it, just because it's, it's so, so dumb, and we just get to have a good time, you know, hanging out with each other and just watching just the dumb chaos of this game and all the dumb story unfold. It's just a fun time. Like, there's fun characters throughout. Shout out to our boy Agent. Agent. 
who can't open a door for the life of him, but he is going <laughs> to he's going to help Ada with all her problems. Except for he's that doors. kind of guy. Except for she opens the doors for him. She understands yeah. his condition. It's fine. Um, get the introduction to one of the best Resident Evil characters, Jake Mueller. Mm-hmm. That dude rules. Yep. He's so good. Yep. Um, this game is just amazing. It's so much fun. We still make jokes about the the blood umbrella. Mm-hmm. God, like, that's that is that may be the best scene in all of Resident Evil. I agree with you. It's amazing. It's, it is the I. It is just the the pinnacle of dumb Resident Evil bullshit. It's so good. It's it is amazing. Uh, Resident Evil Six is really, really, really good, and like you have a great cast of characters. You get some of the like fan favorites with Leon and Chris being there. You had Sherry coming back, which is rad. Mm-hmm. Um. It plays really well. It's super fun to play. And um, there's only one moment that's like truly horrifying. And that's when that little water critter is trying to chase you. <laughs> and you have to go through it because you are playing the character that you want to play. Yep. Yep. <sighs> Ripperoni and pepperoni. Ripperoni and pepperoni. But yeah. What a beautiful game. Sliding down the slide? Sliding down, doing the, the butt shuffle <laughs> thing? Perfect. Perfect. Just just flying backwards and then just crawl, crawling around on your back? Yeah! Oh, <laughs> uh, what a beautiful game. I've got a great video on my Instagram of... I think you were, I think you were peers... Yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. And you're just like randomly shuffling through the the weapon like crazy, and I'm just like absolutely <laughs> losing my mind. It's really funny. It's so good. That game is really, really good. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well deserved. Well deserved. Everyone, congratulations on our our new inductee to the Hall of Fame, Resident Evil Six. Oh boy! But now we have come down to our final part. It's time to unveil the best game of 2022. Congratulations, Game Boy! Yay! Good job. You did your best, buddy. Two years in a row now. It's very surprising. I know. I know. But now, but now is the is time for the main event: the top ten video games of 2022. Mm-hmm. From your pals, Jared and Al. That's us. And you know, like we said earlier, Al's got ten games, so that's very surprising. So we're gonna, we're just gonna go back and forth here on these games. All right. Starting off with number ten. Number I'm ten. I'm going. I'm going to give number ten okay. to Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Ah, that will come up again. Yeah. Uh, this game was just really charming and cute. It was fun. Um, had a good time playing through it, even though like the end of it kind of. I feel like the end tails off a little bit just because it's like, hey, just replay all the levels you already played through. and Yeah. But they're a little bit harder. I was like, I'm good. I'm okay with that. Um, Mouthful mode is so funny. Mouthful mode is very good. Um, good. You know, just trying to do all the puzzles and like finding all like the hidden collectibles and everything was a fun time. Just it was a, It's a Kirby game. It's very charming. That's what they are. So it was very fun to play through this as Al was very gracious to be like hey you want to play this game and i was like sure <laughs> i would like to play this game 
It's fun. Also, it has yeah. fishing. It does have fishing. And Kirby gets a nice little fishing hat. He does get a little fishing hat. It's real good. It's real good. It's real good. It's it's on my list. It's higher up on my list, but it is on yeah. my list. Al, what is your number 10? Um, So it technically came out this year. <laughs> um, it, it, it had originally come out on a different, like on, I think, PC a couple of years ago. Um, mm-hmm. But this was the first like console release. So mm-hmm. I count it. Um, I give it to Amori. Okay. Uh, I I had a really good time with this. I didn't know what I was getting myself into playing it at yeah. all. I just had no idea. Um, but it was a fun like old school RPG. Um, but uh, it, it did have you know some some pretty dark themes going on there, and unraveling the mystery of what was going on was great. Um, I really really enjoyed the art style. I thought that that was like fantastic. Um, so yeah, I I enjoyed my time with Amori. I'm glad that I got the ending that I did, and I'm not ever playing it again. <laughs> well, there you go. Number ten. All right, now we move on to number nine. Number nine, nine, ninety nine. Nine, 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 nine. I am giving that to Live Alive. That will come up again. Uh, a lot of the things you said earlier, I completely agree with. I like. I think they did a really good job of using that HD two D stuff to really kind of breathe a new life into this game and making it look better than it it would have before. It is incredibly wild that this game came out at all over here after you know almost thirty years, and it's just really cool that like I like it's a cool piece of history that they're able to you know take that and put it out here after so much time, and it's such an interesting game as well because mm-hmm. like it's a JRPG that kind of bucks the trend of what JRPGs were at the time, and it's just like here's all these little mini short stories that you are going to play that span all different kinds of genres. And then eventually, you know, they're going to kind of mold together at the end. But, you know, having these like serialized little stories in a JRPG really wasn't a thing that people were doing at the time. So it's really cool to see that. And I really liked like how they kind of used all these different genres and still made it a JRPG at the end of the day. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I think that that's one of the things that I, I really enjoyed about it. So it's like little bite sized JRPG bits or like. You you know you had the one that was like fighting game ish, yeah. But but it's still a JRPG. <laughs> the Western. Um, oh, the Western. The sci-fi one. Was really... one. Like, there's just so much like interesting ways that they are kind of like do JRPG stories, but then make it different all within the same game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I liked it a little bit more than you did, which is interesting because it's lower on my list than it is on yours. But <laughs> correct, correct. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think that reason why i was so frustrated with it was because i was on time crunch yeah i i completely understand that that is why because like the the final parts of that game are a little bit stressful mm-hmm. because it, you go through like a boss rush and all that sort of stuff so like oh that made me to, so mad if you're trying to go through this game quickly and you have don't have the time to really kind of sit back and not rush through it then yeah it's going to be a little bit more frustrating than if you're like all right well, i'm just going to do this this and this and i don't have to rush through it and make sure I'm very quick about this because I have a lot of other things in my life happening. <laughs> I really enjoyed watching you play it on stream. Mm-hmm. Um, I I ended up appreciating it a lot more watching you play it than when I was playing it. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. 
Because you but get I think, a different again, perspective it was, from I it. I was rushed. And so, yeah. like, watching you play through it and not be as, like, about it, like, I, I, it hit a little bit different at the end. Yeah, totally. All right, Al, what is your number nine? Caribbean the Forgotten Land. Whoa, what a surprise. I know. A little curbster. Tell me about your thoughts on Curb. It was just a fun game. It was super mm-hmm. cute. I enjoyed it. Like, I, I didn't 100% it. I got pretty close. But, um, you know, it's just a really, really fun time. It's really all there is to it. Yeah. <laughs> Good time. Number eight. Uh, I don't think this game's going to be on your list. Okay, I don't think if it is, I will be very either. surprised. <laughs> uh, my number eight game of the year, Gran Turismo Seven. Okay. Uh, very good looking game, as you know, car games tend to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just had a lot of fun playing through this game. Like, it's not the the greatest simulation racing game of all time. Like, that's just uh, Gran Turismo kind of falling off in that aspect, I think. But it was just a lot of fun, you know, doing races, doing online races against people as well doing random endurance races just out of the blue just because I wanted to sit there and race and just have a lot of fun playing on these different tracks, learning various different tracks that I, you know, may not have known at the time or, like, had driven before, but it's been a long time since, and I had to, like, relearn it and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I played a lot of this game this year, like, a lot of this game, and they they continually updated it as well, which I thought was really nice. Like, it's not the, the biggest updates in the world, per se, mm-hmm. like, Usually it's a monthly update that will feature like a couple of cars and then maybe a couple of cars in a track. But still, it's nice to see that they're still kind of like putting stuff out there for it, considering like they could just been like, here you go, here's the game and see you later. We're out of here. Right. Vroom. But, yeah, vroom. We're going to drive away. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Like as someone who loves racing games, like I had just a real fun time with this game this year. Makes sense. And I got to make cool, dumb liveries in it. And that was also really fun. <laughs> it's pretty legit. I loved getting the pictures of them. Yeah. All right, I'm... Al, what's your number eight? Guarantee it's not on your list as well. Maybe um, you'll be surprised. Sonic Frontiers. Oh, man, that's that's also on my list as well. No, it's not. Just kidding. It's not on your list. Um, they, that game will never be on my list until they put out the Corona DLC. I know. So that's the big bummer on this is that I really, really do want the Corona DLC uh, because... That's amazing. And it's funny. It's super funny. Um, I mean, obviously, it's at number eight um, and not like number one, like Breath of the Wild got, but it's Sonic Breath of the Wild. Um, just not as competent as a game. Um, right. But but I had a really fun time playing it. And I, I did a lot in this game. Like, I did a huge amount of stuff in this game. I mean, um, you did a lot of fishing. I did a lot of fishing. Man, that fishing theme rules. Um, but, you know, you had the the different style of Sonic uh, little, like, sub-levels that you could go in. So, like, you'd have some that would look like Sonic 1. Um, you'd have some that were based on, like, Sonic Adventure. Uh, it, it was neat that they they put that, like nod to the old games in there they did eventually like try and explain it like oh you know they they tried to make it something familiar to you and sonic's like oh that makes sense like all right cool i guess um took me a minute to get used to sonic having a very deep voice yeah that threw me off a bit um but 
overall it was just a really fun time um it it is glitchy it doesn't work very well at times um the music is silly um because you just randomly get screamo in there which is fantastic boy do you ever it's fantastic it's such a such a choice and i was like you know what i'm here for it i'm super here for this um like the story's fine um but it, it is kind of like sonic characters are growing up and they're they're having to figure out like tails has this really really great um moment of having to figure out like how do i stand on my own without sonic and um that's not really something i expected going into a sonic game mm -hmm. um it was really fun though it should have had fast travel unlocked <laughs> that part was not good give us corona dlc give us corona dlc that's true all right, number seven. The you know the, the true game of the year starts now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, my number seven game of the year, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Oh, I forgot that came out. They put out two Pokemon games this year. That's crazy. That is crazy. And this was like I guess the kind of like more of their first foray into the open world kind of aspect that they were doing that they would you know go on to do with the later games that came out this year. Mm -hmm. Um. This game was just really interesting because it, it's a very interesting departure from the normal style of Pokemon games. And I think they were able to pull it off pretty well. Um, just the way, like, you know, you move around the field, how you capture Pokemon, how you fight Pokemon, and all that sort of stuff. Pokemon try and beat you up. And I think that's real cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just had a real fun time with this, like, just going around collecting the Pokemons, um, seeing the story through fighting dudes, all that stuff, doing side quests for everyone. It was just a real interesting, weird game that I think they really kind of nailed it in a way that it seems like the ideas they took from this to put into the new games also also kind of work, but you know that game also has a bunch of other issues with it as well that is seems unfortunate that this game didn't have. That's probably the fact that, hey, they put out two games this year when they normally never do that, so that's mm -hmm. going to be a big problem. Um <laughs> Yeah, this game was a lot of fun in a ways that I really was not expecting it to be a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, tell me your number seven. I just realized um, by my number seven, this is a big year for localization. Um, mine is Live Alive. All right. And this is where my original seven was, was at Live Alive. Um, Nahone. Nahone. And I decided that I, I really wanted to throw Sonic on there. <laughs> um every reason that we've talked about before that's why it's here that's yeah. it i yeah. don't have anything else to add <laughs> yeah, we've, kinda, we've we've talked that game to death i think probably but yeah good yep. game good game good, good game. game uh number six my number six game of the year stranger of paradise final fantasy origins that will show up eventually on mine yeah again a game that i was just surprised by how much i enjoyed it like and just the weird stuff that they put in that game like i super wasn't expecting that game to be a huge bit of fan service to every final fantasy game oh man once i realized that like it had the final fantasy i think it was final fantasy 9 that i realized first i was like oh my god are you serious mm -hmm. it, it was really exciting 
Like that's real cool and like just out of the blue. I really like Jack and his co- his cohorts. Like they're a weird group of characters and everything. And then the way the story moves and has all his twists and turns at the end, you're just like, this is very weird and bizarre. And then the idea at the end that like you're just playing as the characters that are the bosses from Final Fantasy One, and they gave them characterization and everything is just so mind blowingly bizarre. In the fact that it works as well. It works and it's so unexpected. Yeah. Like, that's, that's not what I expected at all. <laughs> Especially from what we had, like we talked about earlier, like what we had originally seen from this game, from like the trailers and everything and those early demos, like never would have expected any of this. Nope. It's so weird and bizarre, but like it's such a fun, dumb time. Like I think as well, like it, it really helps how like the gameplay works pretty well. Like it is the like the team that made Neo and all of that so like they know how to make these kind of Soulsborne action games and while it isn't as like you know hardcore or extreme as maybe a neo or a a souls game in particular like it hits those same kind of marks on it but also makes it more accessible to a wide variety of players that may not technically be interested in those games or be put off by the difficulty of those games so they can come into this and be like okay yeah i understand you know how these games work now and why people might like them or whatnot because i can like play this at my own pace rather than having to be dictated by the game telling me how to play the game at their pace essentially yay easy mode i'm sad that yeah. it's not there for the the dlc yeah yeah a little bit of a bummer but it's a bit of a bummer the core game itself is just a, a real fun time really really enjoyed it I I agree with you. I mean, it's 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 a real real fun time. We've talked about it quite a lot already, but um, and and also like despite the fact that we talked about the memes was all we knew, the memes were still funny. Yes, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Chaos still funny. Him Chaos. pulling out the like limp biscuit stuff still funny. <laughs> still good. It's it's really good. It's really good. By the way, Stranger Paradise is my number six as well. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how convenient. Yep. <laughs> I mean, do you have anything you want to add to it, or are we good? <laughs> Chaos. Chaos. That's all I got. That's all I got. All right, let's move into the top five. All right, top five. Where things get a little bit more tricky. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number five game of the year, I mean, technically came out this year, but it is from a game that's like five years old. Okay. Uh, Fortnite Zero Build. Because technically Zero Build came out this year, so that, that counts. I'm counting I don't know it. what that means. Uh, so Zero Build is the game the game mode we play. So, like, mm, you okay. know how Fortnite originally came out? It had, like, all the building stuff in it. And, like, that's how you played Fortnite is that you would build right, right, right. little little bases to protect yourself from people. And that's, you know, people got real good at that. So that was also a thing that pushed people away from that game. Because people were, like, look at the, the way people would build stuff and be like, yeah, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with building things. I'm not good at it. Everyone's just going to be, like, and then I'm going to be dead at the end of it. So, you know, earlier this year with one of the new seasons that came out, they were like, all right, we're giving you a, a game mode where there are there's no building in it. It's just pure gameplay. Mm-hmm. It's pure Battle Royale gameplay, and that's it. And it seemed to be a huge hit for a lot of people. Like it brought a bunch of laps players back. It brought a bunch of new players into it who were like, you know, I didn't like the, the building stuff, but like now it doesn't have the building in it. Like I want to play this game and see what the weird stuff in this game is all about. And that's basically the mode I've played since it came out. Like I don't touch the building stuff at all. Cause cause I'm not really interested in it. And you know, it seems it's still like it's very popular in terms of like 
you get a lot of games in zero build. So like that, it doesn't seem like it's a mode that's going to go away or anything. It's just a whole lot of fun. And it real. I think if they didn't put this in here, I probably would have bounced off this game a lot sooner than now where I'm still playing it to this day. Mm-hmm. Like I probably wouldn't be playing it anymore if I still had to do like building and everything. Right. So yeah, like it, it, like I said earlier, I've played a lot of this game this year with a lot of different people and everything, and it's just been a fun time. Like I think th- the one thing that really you know keeps me playing this game as well is just like unlike a lot of other battle royale games, there's just a much more chill atmosphere with Fortnite compared to you know like an Apex, a PUBG, uh, a Warzone, like all those other ones where like it feels those feel like you have to kind of be on your game more, like you have to be more competitive, you have to be more zoned in. Whereas this, like you just go around and do a bunch of dumb quests and avoid people if you want and then eventually you know you'll start you know playing the game properly near the end if you're still there but like it's not really a game that's designed to be like oh, i gotta be zodian i gotta be competitive <laughs> type thing i mean there's there is that stuff there like there is competitive modes and all that sort of stuff in this game but like if you want to play it casually like that is totally an option i think that's a huge benefit for this game in terms of like keeping people invested in the longevity of this game if you want to protect your your silly pal who just wants to fish. Yeah, that go. too. <laughs> That's a, that is an option. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, indeed. You ready for my I'm, number five? I'm ready for your number five. Tell me what's hit, what hits your top five. Um, Another Square Enix bit. Um... I realize there's three Square Enix things here. Uh, Crisis Core, Final Fantasy Reunion. Um, you you have not gotten to beat this game yet because it no. just came out. Um, yeah. I I played this back on PSP and I loved this game. I really, really enjoyed the characterization of Zack. I enjoyed getting some of the backstory on what was going on. I love that it's... Gacked. Gacked. Um... I enjoy like how melodramatic it can be at times, uh, which turns a lot of people off, but it's really funny. Um, so getting to go back into it and see it on my, my giant TV and get to experience Zach and all of his like remastered beautifulness or re- remade beautifulness because they completely remade it. Um, except for the CGs, in which case it's just like <laughs> weird looking. Um I put a stupid amount of time into this game. You did. I, I've i completed like 99% of the missions. I'm at like level 70. Um, I'm in a new game plus at this mo- at the moment. Um, I, I can break the damage cap so that like I do 99,999 damage every single attack I do. It's stupid. It's stupid what I've done. Um, but I had a really good time doing it and... It was just kind of a, a fun way to like veg out and sit there and like play through the missions and then um I I was amazed that it still made me just like full on like not not misty eyed cried, like full on crying, like tears falling off of my face. I'm ugly crying, cry. Um at the end, even though I knew what's going to happen, I know what's going to happen. I've played this game before. I know how things work. Um, but it still hit me really hard. And I, I, I really, 
really love Crisis Core, so I was glad to to play it again. So it's it's number five on my list. Number five. Number five. All righty. Number four. I have Elden Ring. Ooh, I didn't expect Elden Ring on your list. That game's real good. That's why. <laughs> no, you're right. I I remember you really liked it. Uh the the the, the fantastic journey of one goober. <laughs> the 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 goodest of boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that game's real fun. Like, I, I really enjoyed playing it. Like like I said in the podcast we did about it, I can't tell you a single thing about the story. It happened. I was there, but for the most part, I was there for just like the gameplay of it and that's some real good souls gameplay for sure. Um, and I think as well, like obviously you can kind of tell the, you know, one of the inspirations for this game was breath of the wild. And this game in particular, I think for the first time in like, you know, five and a half years has really nailed down that sense of exploration that you want to do that breath mm-hmm. of the wild had. Um, and it really is, is well recre- or recreated here in this game in particular like i feel like this game and breath of the wild are like the two games that really nail down like just the the idea of you know the the very typical hey you see the mountain you can go there like it just it works so well in both these games because like there's just something all around the corner wherever you go it's like all right well let me me go to this area and see what's over here let's go over here and see if there's anything new over here or some weird enemies i'm gonna fight and it just keeps pushing you forward to like search out new areas, do things in different orders and maybe what you expect, which I think also helps this game in particular because like it's not the same kind of linear style that a lot of the other souls from software games have been. Whereas mm-hmm. this one, you can just like, all right, well, I'm going to go over here and do all this stuff and level up and do all this other stuff. Oh, I guess I'll go do the story bit now. All right, I'm going to go over here and do this and go <laughs> over here and explore. And I'm going over here in this cave. Oh, man, look at all these weird things. All right, now I guess I'll go do this story thing. All right, I'm going over here and do this and just so on and so forth and so on and so forth. But, like, yeah, it's just a, it's a really, really well, you know, put together game. It plays incredibly well. Uh, it's, it's a great fun time. Yay. All right, tell me your number four. My number four is technically DLC. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, Lost Judgment Kaito Files. All right. Um, Holy sh! was this DLC good. Yes. Oh, my God. DLC has no right to be this good. Like, when we were playing it, it felt like a full game. Like, it, it, it was really competent in terms of like story and like what we were able to do in the world like it was a pretty lengthy um dlc but like this the story of it was so fun and getting to play as kaito who is one of the greatest boys um was fantastic and to see like what what kinds of shenanigans he got up to when he was younger but then like you get to the end and you have like that fight (laughs) With that guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So like, you still have some of the like stupid nonsense that you get from like Yakuza type games. Um, but and, and obviously, like I watched you play it, so I have no idea how it actually plays. Uh huh. Um, but that's fine because that's how I watched all the other games happen, except for 
7, which I watched and then played. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was just a really fun time to watch you play this. I enjoyed it so much. Goofy ass Kaito. Good dude. Very good dude. Good dude. I'm glad that he got a, a, a happy ending here. I was really worried about yeah, it. Yeah, same. <laughs> I was really worried about it at the end there. Oh boy, uh, it 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 got scary. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, yes, that's my number four. All right. Well, now we got to the top three. Yep. My number three game of the year. Mm-hmm. The Legend of Heroes: Trails from Zero. All right. Uh, so you would like we talked about when we. I think we did, we did a podcast about this. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you had played this previously when the the fan translation came out, so I I played a little bit of it and I kind of stopped because I, you know, it was a bit of a hassle. Um, but I finally got to play through it all the way through now and just had a fun fun time with this game. Like the gameplay is really good for, you know, essentially a Vita game. Um, I think they did a lot of stuff to make it look a lot of bit a little bit better. You know, having all the voice acting in it is a big improvement. Uh, just and the the way this is a kind of encapsulated story, even though like it is the first part of a, a duology here, um, really is really really beneficial because you know we've played through the Trails of Cold Steel series, you've played through Trails in the Sky, and like a lot of times it feels like those first games are big setup games for the next game. Mm -hmm. Whereas with this, it doesn't really feel like that. Like you could really just like take this game by itself and feel pretty satisfied with what you got like you wouldn't be like oh man i gotta wait for the next game to get to this cliffhanger it's like there isn't really the big cliffhanger here it's just kind of like there are some some things that like you know you are going to want to have answered and that's probably going to come in the next game and everything but like for the most part you you would come away from this game and be like i was i feel satisfied with this i feel like i got a complete experience and everything yep and just i really i really enjoy all those characters like you know we'd met them before in other games but like just getting to really meet them in this environment and everything was a lot of fun. There's just so many good character interactions scattered throughout it. Again, I think it helps as well that like this character cast isn't like super inflated like some of the other series, right? Uh, other games in the series, and you know you just get that core four of, of folks, and like you really, really get to know them in a way that it's much harder to do if you have you know a cast that's double or triple the size. Right, right. Like we really, really feel like we know these four by the end of it and it's great mm -hmm. even though we're yeah. gonna obviously learn a lot more about them in the next game but yeah yeah totally um it's also um by the way this is my number three as well hey, hey! um it's also worth noting like how amazing it is that this localization happened the way that it did yeah 100 percent um because usually when like fan projects like this happen they get shut down Mm -hmm. Um, but in this situation, they're like, okay, look, these games are actually really important to future games that are coming out in the series. We really want to put them out. This team has done the work. Um, you know, they've also put in some work to like the UI and made a lot of things like function better. Why don't we just hire these guys to do it? Um, which is amazing. Like that's also, so cool. It it also helps them get these games out much quicker than if they'd had to do it by themselves. Mm-hmm. Which is another big benefit of that. So, yeah, it's it's really cool. Like like you said, like, this is something that usually never happens. So no. It's cool that this was able to, to happen. They were able to pull it off. They were able to get all that work in. And also, like you said, do those cool, like, 
quality of life changes for the Switch and PC version that make mm-hmm. it make those versions much better to play than the yeah. PS4 version, which is real wild. Yeah, that's crazy. That's so crazy. That never mm-hmm. happens. Um, so the Trails of Trails from Zero is a game of like this never happens. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I was glad to to be able to like support it officially um, since mm-hmm. I had played the the GeoFront version uh, originally. Um, I'm just so happy for that team to see like their hard work become something really, really big that they were like happy about. They were all so excited when this happened for them. It's you know their hard work is to be shown off to just a way bigger audience than if it was just hey here's the fan translation project. Right, right. Which again is it's, very wild. It's wild, and you know we have the next one coming out. I think March. That sounds right. Um, so yeah, good for them. This mm-hmm. was a really, really great game. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Also, Geofront theme is like one of the best themes. <laughs> that, that theme yeah. just goes really hard. Oh, yeah. fishing's fun too. You do love yourself some fishing. Get the broughfish. Broughfish is in here. Broughfish. Can't really forget all. him. No, can't forget our boy Broughfish. Bruh. Bruh. All right, now we go down to the final two. And this is this is where I struggled a lot. I did too. Well, I struggled with these I, uh, top three. I went back and listened to our podcast episodes about these two games in particular to determine which game was going to be number one. Okay. And eventually after I did a, uh, a listen through of both of those episodes, I did a flip-flop. Okay. And then I locked it in and I was like, I think that's good. Okay. My number two game of the year, Lost Judgment: The Kaito Files. Nice. I like you. you like you talked about earlier, like this is almost a full fledged game. It's like you know, just a much more compact uh, RGG experience in a, in a way. Um, we get a really fun story with Kaito, like you said, exploring his younger days and like how he is now, and while Yagami is off doing his own thing, fighting bears or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and just like the ways that they were able to like tell this kind of long-winded story that is just really, really well done. Um, they give Kaito different fighting styles than Yagami to make him feel different. I think the only thing this is missing is more side content, but it is a yeah. DLC, so I understand why it wouldn't be there. But if I had to nitpick something, like that would be the thing to nitpick. Yeah. That there isn't a whole lot of like the weird, goofy side content that you know and love from these games. Correct. But on the other hand, like this story is just really, really good. Really good. And I mean, like, I remember we were both just on the edges of edges of our seats by the end of this. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a crazy finale. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, in true RGG form, but like I did not expect a DLC to go that hard. Yeah, like I think the 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 quote unquote main boss fight you you would think of is a wild scene, you know, from start to finish. Yes. With everything that goes on there. And then you get the 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 bonus boss fight at the end and you're just like, <laughs> "What is happening? What how are you so jacked, my dude? Why are you the hardest boss fight in this video game?" <laughs> What is happening? That that was just a fantastically fun time because we were just laughing our way through it as we were fighting that dude. Uh, and like you said earlier, like Kaito gets his happy ending, and it, it's surprising in a way because it feels like a lot of times people in this series or this extended universe, as I say, just 
they don't get happy endings a lot of times. So like for him to get that, I thought it was just really good, really satisfying. And, you know, like we talked about in the, the podcast episode we did, like it gives them a different way, like a different avenue in case like, you know, the whole stuff with Yagami's actor doesn't get all wrapped up well as they want that they can, you know, go in this direction. But I think that the fact that they're putting these games out on PC maybe is a good indication that there there's good talks happening on those sides. So maybe they Hopefully. won't have to go in that direction. But but like they have they have the option now, I think. Which is good. Right. It is much better than what we were thinking coming out of Lost Judgment where it's like, I don't know what we're gonna do with this. Uh, I, yeah. I like the fact that there are options and you know, maybe we can have like a dual protagonist situation come totally. up. Which is also a cool idea. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, it's not something out of the realm of possibility that they've never done before, so... No, and, like, we have another game coming up in this universe that is a dual protagonist-type situation, so... Oh, yeah, like, yeah, I guess you're right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, mm, how about that? I mean, it's, it's going to be a while before we see another, you know, Judgment game. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we have Ishin, uh, the, the Kiryu game, and then Like a Dragon 8... So that's three games that are coming up. So probably like we wouldn't see maybe anything about the next Judgment game if they're going to make one until like maybe 2024. Maybe is when they first start talking about that. Cause I think that's when like a Dragon 8 comes out anyway. Right. So we got a while for that. But this was a fantastic finale for Lost Judgment, which it is already a so great good. game in and of itself. Yes. Yes. So just to have this as the cherry on top was just, man, so good. The final boss fight. So man, so funny, so good. <laughs> Why uh, are you so jacked, my dude? Why are you so jacked, my dude? Oh man, Al, tell me your number two game of the year. Do you want to change it right now? You mean do you have time to change it? T- change one two if you want. This might <laughs> shock you, actually. All right, this legitimately might shock you. Uh, number two is Xenoblade Chronicles three. I don't think that's that shocking. Really? I mean, I figured it would be high up here. Yeah. I don't know if I would have thought it was going to be your number one game. Okay. Okay. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Fantastic video game. Holy Um, I'm a big, big fan of Xenoblade Chronicles 1. Um, 2 is good, but like in retrospect playing it, like... Debatable. <laughs> Um, compared to one and three, like and the DLCs and the DLCs, like it's 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 like a solid six. It's the um, weakest of all of those. It's absolutely the weakest. Xenoblade Chronicles three is really good. Holy, um, like all of the characters that you get to play with are fantastic. Um, Noah and Mio are really 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 great protagonist um i do like that you have like a deuteragonist situation here um much like you know final fantasy 10 and all that (laughs) um where both of them their stories are absolutely important um and they are the driving force but you also have the the other uh, four so you have um tyon and uni who are a pair and then you have lands and senna who are a pair um, and they're from the two, like, warring factions, and they have to work together to, um, become, like, Ouroboros and fight back against the, the system that they've been put in that 
basically perpetuates violence and you, you could wholly like think about this as like a, a system of capitalism that they're taking down but that's another thing um so they're trying to to free everyone from the flame clocks that make them have to kill each other repeatedly and they're trying to figure out how do we break this system um this game has this chunk in the middle that is a intense emotional roller coaster i once again much like i was talking about with crisis core full-on was just crying <laughs> like tears running down the face i was a mess i had to step away from it after for a bit um because it hit hard yeah um the game is super fun to play um i really like a lot of the heroes um i like how it really is a cap for um one and two uh there is one part of the game that is relatively weak i will admit that um and it just kind of felt like they didn't really know what to do at that point mm-hmm and I think that's what kept it from being number one for me was that there's just like this one lagging bit right after that like emotional high they're like okay what are we doing right now what is this why is this happening um also as a as, as a stupid side note um this has been the the origin of Giga Chad Rex which is now a thing um that people are obsessed with um but it was cool to see that the two worlds like smash together um you get to see some old characters from from one and two show up and i'm really interested to see what this dlc is going to be because um there are multiple routes they could go with it and i don't know what that route's going to be i know what i would prefer um and what i prefer is not what everybody else in the world seems to prefer uh, but I just, I've been thinking about this game so much since it came out and I really love it. Um, also as a side note, this game uses flute in the soundtrack because they're off, off seers and they play flute to, to send off people, you know, like Yuna, second Final Fantasy X reference. <laughs> um, and the use of the flute in all of these songs is brilliant. It's so well done. I never expected to have like these bombastic, amazing boss themes like you have in Xenoblade, but then you have like this sweet flute line going through it and you're like, what? <laughs> okay, this is amazing. Um, so yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, good video game. Owl likes that Xenoblade. Al does like that Xenoblade. That's for sure. Do we have the same number one? Well, it is time for our game of the year. And I believe, if I just did my research correctly, for the first time in five years. Oh my God, are you serious? We have the same game of the year. We have the same game of the year. This is very surprising. That is very surprising, actually. I'm surprised that it's been... Wow, we've never had the same game of the year. Since Breath of the Wild, that was the last time we had the same game of the year. That's crazy. Yeah. I guess it shows how great this game was, though. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, yeah, our number one game of the year. I the Somnium Files Nirvana Initiative. Yep. What a what a video game. What a video game. Oh my god. I uh like I said, I listened to the podcast that we did for both this and the Kaito Files DLC and just like re-listening to our thoughts about both these games, I was like, man, these were really both good games. But just listening to our thoughts about uh Nirvana Initiative and I was just like, Man, this game does a lot of good stuff and really interesting stuff that mm-hmm is just so weird and fun and good that it just all reminded me of everything, you know, playing that game and just being like, man, this game's real good. It's real good. I I will never get over like how, how that twist went down. And I say that twist as if there's not like 10,000 of them. Yeah, I know. But like the big one with the, the timeline. Um, I think that might be like the biggest thing to come out of this game is that these are like Uchikoshi makes very specific games like he's done that since he made 999 and like those have (laughs) all kind of followed the same formula you know through 999 through Virtue's Last Reward through Zero Time Dilemma through the first Eye of the Samium Files game and then to uh, Nirvana Initiative like Mm -hmm. they have timelines these timelines are incredibly rigid things Mm -hmm. when you're looking at the, the timeline you are looking at an honest representation of the timeline Right, like the flowcharts and timelines are the thing that gets you through the game, period. That's mm-hmm. how you figure out what happened when, how things are going down. They're always such an important part of how you play the game. And for him to take that idea and like subvert everybody's expectations and be like, oh, by the way, nah, this isn't real. Holy He's been lying shit. to you the whole time. It's just like, excuse me? <laughs> what? Yep. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. So, so well good. done. Right. Oh my god. It's one of those things. Like I think the you have to have the caliber of like author or artist like Uchikoshi to be able to do that. To yeah. have you know the to have to have been able to do this for so long, and then to take a known quantity, a known formula, and then just flip it on its head. Like, it just, you have to have someone who knows how to do this inside and out. And he really knows how to do these games inside and out, these kind of games in mm-hmm. particular. And he really just, he did the thing that no one would have expected. Right, right. And, you know, we were talking when we, uh-oh, breathe, honey. We were talking. <laughs> Maxwell um, got too excited. He did. When we talked about uh, the Somnium Files, the first game, we were talking about how, like, this was easily his best game narratively. Um, like in terms of how he how I told it, like how how it was structured. Um, and then he's like, hey, what if I just one up myself? <laughs> what if I get better again? <laughs> what if I just get better again? And we're like, Uchikoshi, please, you're too powerful. You're too <laughs> especially, powerful. Especially because like this is a game with two completely new protagonists. Yeah. And to make all of that work, all of these things have to come together and work. That's yeah. the thing. Like you could throw out all these little things here and like have maybe one or two of the work, but the whole concept kind of fails. Then it's not the same thing. But like he makes everything work here in a way that it's just it's incredibly hard to do. Yep. And it's just, it's super duper impressive that he was able to pull all of this off. And then also to make a weird bonus secret ending. Oh my god, that secret ending. That, you know, we talked about in our podcast about how, like, 
it's kind of the same kind of thing that Danganronpa V3 tried to do and failed. Whereas mm-hmm. this, I think, gives you more player interpretation or player agency to mm-hmm. be like, what do you think of this ending? It's not just telling you, it's not basically smashing you in the face like, this is the ending. It's saying, this is a possible ending. Do you want it- to believe that this is the ending that they could have happened? Or do you want to go with this other ending that happened? It's That's completely up to you. Yeah. And I think that works incredibly well. And also the fact that they make you, the player, the player yourself, a character in that game. Yep. Which is like what was supposed to happen with Virtue's Last Resort. Uh, reward. God, I yeah, can tell. Yeah. Um, but like he actually pulled it off this time. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God. What? I, I really... I really love in that that bonus ending of just like how much it just breaks your reality of just like, hey, by the way, this is a video game. Yeah. We're going to make you clip through the walls to get to this character you got to talk to and realize you're just standing in a room that's just an empty space because that's how video games are made. Yeah. You, you've got the bodyguard like bethesda <laughs> through the floor. Yeah. Like, it's just like, man. Oh, it's so good. Oh, man. Which, um, I, I think that it's also... We mentioned that there are new protagonists. Um, Mizuki was kind of a, a known um, character. Like, she's different here, and obviously there's other yeah. twists there, too. Um, but then we also have Ryuki and Tama, who are brand new. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that was that was a big risk to be like, all right, well, Date's getting sidelined, um, bringing in this new guy. And... I loved him. He was such a good character and him and Tama and their relationship and her like having to try and like tiptoe around like his his mental state mm-hmm. is amazing. It's I mean, I think a lot so of the new fun. characters they had in this game are also real good. No, I agree. And I also think it's funny that they took a side character from the the like Sunfish Pocket, the mermaid. And they're like, what if we just make this an actual character and she's actually really important? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so that that was that was kind of cool um there was something else i was gonna bring up and now i'm totally blanking on it oh there's also like this the spoiler mode like toggle mm-hmm. that was an interesting idea i don't yeah. know if it like completely played out like it should have but because it really i don't think it really does much no <laughs> but it's interesting to be like hey do you know who did the original games killings and all that all right, give us the answer right now. I'm <laughs> like, yeah. oh, crap, I need to... Oh, God, I haven't played this game in a while. I need to go look this up. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, and it's uh... like, who, who got shot in the end of that? I was like, oh, God, I don't remember. Um, Sorry, it's been a few years. Yep, yep. I was like, oh, no, I don't I don't know. I don't know. But it was a neat idea that um, that there was, like, this, this attempt to protect people who had not played mm-hmm. the original game. Like, that, that was cool. Yeah. Um, shoot, I'm blinking on his name. I'm I'm totally blinking on his name. Go look up names. Go look up uh, character names. I'm looking up. No, no, no. It's not the character name that I'm. The voice actor name. Oh, um. Do you know who? I'm talking? Uh, uh. This was also uh one of Billy Kamitz's uh, last roles. Yes. That's his name. It's very sad. That was like it was right around when it happened. I was like, mm. oh no. 
and like you couldn't really talk about it because he's a big spoiler character. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, okay. Um, but that was that was a whole thing. Uh, God, this game was good. So good. Yeah, like all the aged up characters. That was kind of cool. They made Iris sing the Fortnite meme song, which I think is very funny that Uchikoshi knows a Fortnite meme song. <laughs> Speaking, I will of, never get over that. <laughs> you mentioned that, and I was like, "Oh man, I, I didn't expect that at all." Um, I also think that it's worth mentioning. I think I've said that like ten thousand times in this podcast alone. Um, that there was some some controversy with the first game with um mizuki like basically being like supportive of lgbtq um folks mm -hmm. and uh there was this whole thing of like oh you know that was just the the localizers throwing that in blah 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 and then in this game uchikoshi's like what if i just do a lot more of that <laughs> what if i just double down on it <laughs> and i make it way more blatant and I put like a dictionary thing in here that's like, by the way, don't be a dumbass. Yeah. I was like, nice. And then he just gets out on Twitter like afterwards. It's like, yeah, no, this is what I this is what I said. Yeah, this this is what I, I believe. No, this is what I put in here. Yeah, this is me. Yeah, like I was so happy to see him on Twitter being like, yeah, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Like, this is what I think. This is what I feel. Like, this is that that was intentional. It was fantastic. This is really good. I love it when you see people who are not horrible. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's always nice. Mm -hmm. Man, but yeah, this game. Oda, really Oda got good. a mullet too. Oh, he did get a mullet. God, <laughs> I mean, he is the kind of character that I feel like, yeah, that that tracks. That's, yeah, totally yeah. tracks. Yeah, totally tracks. <laughs> this game oh, is man. so good. What a video game. I also thought I uh, think the the somniums worked a lot better mm -hmm. in yeah. this than I think, they did yeah. in the first game. I think the gameplay is a lot more interesting. I mean, it's very it's similar to what they did in the previous game, but I think they you know retuned retuned it. Mm -hmm. um, just did a, a couple of new additions here and just made it overall a much better playing experience than the first game, um, which is always good to to have. I really liked that they basically did a nine 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 puzzle within one of the somniums and then just recreated the beginning puzzle from nine 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 in the end of the game if you unlock it and you're just like, what the f is happening? I lost my when that happened. Like that's just amazing. It was amazing. It's like one for one that puzzle except for instead of Junpei, you have Aiba. And it's in three D. And it's a 3D. And I was like, oh my god, I would love to have 999 like this right now. Oh my <laughs> god. I think that's just a really cool, cool thing. It, 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 was a, it was a good little Easter egg. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Man. And then again, the grand finale and um, Half the Hole is a, a banger. <laughs> a banger. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. Brilliant game. Brilliant game. I agree. We agree. It is our the yeah, first time. We do since agree. A while that we have twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. We have the same number one. Five years later. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Wilden. I mean, it almost wasn't the same for a bit until I did a little flip flop. 
Well, and I did many, many flip flops. But yeah, I remember you did do a lot of flip flops. Did you want to change it yet? I can't you want to change, change anything it now? <laughs> now I'm just gonna just reorder this entire list. Um, zero Xenoblade, and I did a lot of flipping around. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Throughout this this past week of me writing this until. I guess I, I set it in stone, what, yesterday? Yesterday evening? And I let it right. sit, and I was like, yeah, okay, this is this is it. This is the list. Well, there you go. That's Game of the Year. Game of the Year! The 2022 edition. And now we will jump forward to 2023, starting tomorrow. I want you to know you said jump forward, and Gam jumped into a box immediately as you said it. Brain cell. Yep. Except for now, is he sharing our brain cell too? Yes. Oh God. Okay. Always has. <laughs> yeah, we're going to 2023, which holy crap. It's pretty wild. Yeah, we got a lot of more wild games to begin to kick off the year with as well, mm-hmm. and we'll get through all those and come back a year from now and talk to you about the best games of 2023. Yep. But that's gonna do it for this episode and for 2022 as a whole. Wild year, very mm-hmm. quick year, very quick year. So, yeah, if you would like more from us, head on over to seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cool, where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Jared Now Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. You can find all of our old game of the year lists and podcasts up there on the site and on Al's site as well. We will have written, uh, features about our game of the year list as well mm-hmm. on our both respective sites you should be able to find links to those on the podcast page itself or just on our individual websites as well mm-hmm. uh, you can find more from al at anladium.com that's where she has her columns and reviews that's where you'll be able to find her game of the year write-up list mm-hmm. and all her previous ones if you want to check those out you can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Anime Checkup. You can buy our books, One Shiny Moment, a critical analysis of Love, Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash SACOVA. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast early, and a whole wealth of bonus content as well. Yay! Next week, our first episode of January. January. Of 2023. I don't know what we're doing yet because we technically, I feel like we have a lot to do. We just got to. We have a lot of cleanup. Yeah. We got to figure out exactly how we're going to, or what we're going to do when and where. And that's just a little bit of a mess. We got to figure out, but we'll eventually reconvene and have some, Mm -hmm. we'll have a couple of episodes. We'll have pretty much set in stone probably for the beginning of January. And then we'll just keep on keeping on as we've been doing for the past, what? Six years now. That's wild. Over six years. Wild. Very wild. Yeah, that's what we'll be doing. We'll see you all in the new year. We'll see you all next year. Yeah, have a, have a safe and happy new year, kids. Yeah. <laughs>